I'm Caleb. I'm Sean. And I'm Lisa. And this is Watcher Harry, a podcast where three obsessive and slightly drunk friends discuss the wider Harry Potter universe. Um, and as we always say, this is not safe for children. It's dangerous for them. Keep them away from it. Uh, you know, keep your kids in schools, folks. It's dangerous for them. <laughs> as I always think that they're not safe for is really funny. <laughs> so it always makes me think of um, you know, it's the number one problem in the U.S. right now is this podcast for children. So yeah. absolutely children They're listening to foul yeah. Harry Potter podcast. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep, 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 yep. So it's a it's a rising, rising problem, you know. Mm-hmm. Watch your um, Harry story time. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was going to say it is it is us, us and drag queens, but not guns, <laughs> not, not guns. guns, not a no. problem. Uh, just just watch your Harry and drag queens. All right. Uh, oh, we have a whole thing that we do on this podcast. We're a podcast. Did, any, did, uh, did anybody take me up on the gas station challenge? No. <laughs> no. Damn it. I didn't think that you would. That would have required me to leave my house today. And I, yeah. again, took a three-hour nap in the middle of my day. So I was busy. Right, right, right. That's better for you. Yeah. Than... Do you want to explain what the gas, even though we didn't do it, do you want to explain what the gas station challenge is? The gas station challenge is go find <laughs> like the grossest malt liquor of the weirdest color that you can and uh church it up or don't and drink it and your um, choice was yeah what did you do have you heard of buzz balls no 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 <laughs> all right let me start by saying it's woman owned y'all <laughs> oh, I've oh so, it's, so it's a progressive company <laughs> it's a progressive company um Uh-oh. and it's like all of these like neon rainbow colors of beverage and i bought a watermelon one and i drank it at 3 p.m and cleaned my house um and also a a chocolate one so i put it over ice and did you put mix some it nutmeg anything? in it is that just like what it looks like mm-hmm. dear listener what? it looks like a it looks like a glass of milk yeah <laughs> this one was like a solid Choco Chiller. It's actually no. quite good. Oh. I would have loved it when I was 13 or 14 or 32. What is the um, a- what's the ABV on these bad boys? I'm going to hit you with a 15%. Okay. okay. It'll, it'll fuck you up. And it's $3. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? It's mold. It's um orange wine with cream and natural flavors. I'm not making it sound better. You guys didn't do the challenge with me. <laughs> I don't even know if you get, maybe it's because you're in the South. I don't know if a Pennsylvania gas station would sell me something like that. I will say I have seen things that look similar to that. I have never been tempted to buy one, Um, but I'm a little bit more tempted to buy. Now I kind of am. Well, I'm because it's woman owned. Because it's woman owned. Before I I wasn't interested. Now that I know I'd be supporting a small female (laughs) entrepreneur. (laughs) Um, I am yep. more interested in messing with people that I love by getting them to drink that. I got Amy a bunch of red ones for Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's so romantic. Uh, uh, very That's romantic. So funny. It's that Dollar Tree romantic. Valentine's Day. <laughs> what, what are you two drinking? <laughs> uh, I'm just drinking a beer. Um, it's from, what is it? It's uh, from Aslan Brewing. Um, it's uh, the Be Proud. I think this is just their gay beer, you know. Um, oh, as wait, so, like, uh, like Chronicles oh. of Narnia? Yeah. Oh, that's Cute. cool. It's in Bellingham. Um, hmm. Aslan beer, I often find to be okay. Um, but they have a really good um, 
the brewery is really cool. They have really excellent food. Um, Great. And uh, so like the, the, like the restaurant attached to Aslan is really good. Um, and their beer is, is pretty good. Like it's, it's not, it's not bad. It's just mm-hmm. like, I, I rarely leave with like, wow, that was such a good beer. Um, although I have not had the Be Proud yet and it's a hazy. So, and it's only 6.5. So I don't really know what I'm doing over here. Nice. Uh, Lisa, have you ever been, have you ever been to Bremerton, Washington? Uh, yeah. Uh, they have a Lovecraft brewing over there, or at least they, <laughs> they did pre pandemic. I don't know if it's still open. Um, but I went spe- specifically because they're like, all their logo is, is Cthulhu, like drinking a beer. That's on brand for you too. Mm-hmm. I remember you talking about Cthulhu a lot freshman year. We, did, we still, yeah, we, we still, still, still talk about still it a lot. <laughs> Sometimes we just don't bother you with it, but like, we still talk about yeah, it a yeah, lot. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm glad you have that. <laughs> What are you drinking, Sean? Um, as I told you guys, I, I am not drinking alcohol currently because I, I was drinking the entire day. What um, were you drinking all day? I, you know, it was one of those, like, we started, we were like, okay, we're going to go to this little cafe that just, like, started opening on Sunday. So we, like, had a couple cocktails, and then we were leaving. We had a friend uh, visiting, and we were like, oh, why don't we, like, stop and, like, get a glass of wine? And then we were like, well, it's more economical if we just, like, buy a bottle. Right. <laughs> so... Um, so I was drinking more heavily than I like to on like a Sunday late afternoon in tonight. Um, mm-hmm. so I was like, I think another alcoholic drink will kill me at this point. Um, mm-hmm. or at least not set me up for success this week. Yeah. Especially uh, with daylight savings. Daylight savings is fucking oh. me up. Um, so I'm drinking a, a Nixie sparkling lime ginger water. Oh, wow. They have the- that. It's good. The lime ginger it's good. water is good. Yeah. It's um it's the bougie sparkling water at my local bougie grocery store. So nice. It's very nice. Excellent. Lemon ginger. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. so even though I, I am not drinking because I was drinking, I did not look at any of the notes. I've come completely unprepared. I'm super excited <laughs> for you both to teach me about today's topic because I this is the first episode I think I'm truly flying completely blind into. I love that. That's great. Everybody gets at least one a year. Is it our two-year anniversary yet? It yeah, somewhere is, around then. We're close. I mean, we have to renew at the end of the month for um, Zoom again. So at least Zoom it's coming in on our two-month, two-year anniversary for recording, whether or not like we posted. Right. Well, mm, and we. Nice. I know we we came up with this concept, Caleb, during your birthday, which is in February. So Mm -hmm. March, like end of March does put us at around first recording. So yeah, happy two years. Yay. Fun. I love it. That is fun. That also marks the one year anniversary of a history of magic, (laughs) (laughs) which is what to think about. Just like that that being that long ago. Yeah. That's our first and only two part episode. Uh, so far so far so far we have this one will not be a two-part episode listeners nope um this one's gonna be pretty chill um and something that i enjoy about when we take notes separately of each other which is all the time um Mm -hmm. the 90 percent of the time none of us take the same notes like we dive into different things so like this time very specifically right like caleb you died and dive dove into the history of what we're about to talk about. And I really dove into the people aspect of what we're about to talk about. Um, I'm grateful for. So, so what, what are we about to talk about? Yeah. <sighs> Defense against the dark arts. Yay. Yeah. We're going to talk about all of the, the crazy shit that happens in uh, 
the DADA classes and their professors. Da da. da, da, da. Who wanted to talk about this? I think I proposed it, but I kind of threw it out as like a, a, a whim where I was like, um, I kind of, we were just like, what do we want to record? And um, I just kind of threw it out. I was like, what if we just did a good old down and dirty roundup of all of the DA professors? So, I love that. Uh, so uh, one of our, our listeners, my friend, Rachel, hello, Rachel, she had suggested in the past, she was like, oh, you guys should do like mini episodes on like the individual classes, like the different mm. subjects. And I was like, that's a great idea, Rachel. But in my head, I was like, we've never done a mini episode in our life and we will not ever be able to do it. So thank you, Rachel. But here is going to be Rachel. a two hour episode on yeah. defense against the dark. <laughs> right. And then yeah. we'll just go from there and do the rest of them. Yes. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, we only, we learned we can only do a mini when Lisa has plans after. Yeah. So. And I have yeah. no plans tonight, team. Um, and I even that three hour nap. So that, here we are. that mini episode was still a cool 50 minutes. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nailed Jokes it. on you, Rachel. <laughs> so defense against the dark arts. I admittedly got really high again. Same thing we do okay. every night. <laughs> and research Harry Potter. <laughs> and research Harry I, I texted you guys and I said that I was up till midnight. I was really up till 1230. <laughs> <laughs> Reading, uh, just going down the rabbit hole. Um, so happy to talk about what the class is. And then Lisa did some great research on the actual teachers, which you picked up where I left off because I just didn't feel like diving in. That's great. I actually started doing that before I read your notes at all. And I was like, oh, neat. Perfect. So Sean, as the person who didn't take notes, just like hold us accountable, ask questions. Oh, I will. Bring your hot takes. Bring all. Correct us. Bring them all. This is great. I don't think I've, I've, personally have been in this position yet on this podcast to just be like the, the receiver of knowledge. Mm -hmm. I'm pumped. Teach me. I like, I like it. It does feel nice. Well, it kind of feels nice. I, my like, uh, control freak side is, is kicking in fairly hard right now, but like, I'm going to be cool. You can well, be like our timekeeper, you know, like wrap it up team. <laughs> Give us the like, like real like producer stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you can also edit everything to make you sound really knowledgeable. Amazing. Um, yeah, you're right. You can add, you can add your audio after if you want. Um, <laughs> all right, team. Okay, team. It's already 8.30. (laughs) Anyway, Defense Against the Dark Arts. So I started to research the course itself before actually wondering what the dark arts were. Um, So I'll give us the definition of what the class is about, and then we can have some discussion around what actually constitutes a dark art or magic. So the class Defense Against the Dark Arts is the study, and this is from... Pottermore, Harry Potter wiki, Uh, study of defending oneself against various facets of the dark arts. Subjects taught include defending against dark creatures, hexes, and jinxes, as well as dueling. Pretty cut and dry, Um, but what constitutes a dark art or magic is less clear. So what would you two say is the difference between like dark magic and not dark magic? That's tricky because we know um we know from like a a uk ministry of magic standpoint there are like certain spells that have legal consequences 
if you use them. So like the the unforgivable curses are dark arts that land you just like immediately a life sentence in Azkaban. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I am curious about the like those are kind of the three easy ones. Um, mm-hmm. But like obviously as a brand as a, a type of magic dark arts is fairly expansive because you have someplace like Durmstrang who is known for teaching the dark arts and like what does that mean? Right. I would assume I, like a necromancy type of thing like yeah like I always kind of assumed it was like and I know that this is this is kind of a thin line right but it's like magic with the like with like malintent or like its only purpose is to cause harm right mm-hmm. um or magic uh, certainly any magic that comes out of the spell book magic most potent um that's that's definitely got to be evil right um, yeah what is that uh, book? that was the book that uh I think that Hermione got the polyjuice potion out of oh okay like you just remember things. um <laughs> but, uh, but I just like it's like written in like old English style language right Sean like, spelled, like M-A-G-I-C-K you know like that kind of thing um, and it just like, uh, yeah, that, that's gotta be evil. Um, and I would assume anything like potions that have unsavory ingredients, right? Like if it's used Ooh. like human bones or puppy like teeth. puppy teeth pulled <laughs> from puppy's mouth. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Lisa, I think there is like the, the twofold of like, does it do something bad? Like is the end result bad, but then also even if the end result is, let's say, morally neutral, it's like, did you have to do bad things to get that? So if Mm. it's like a money spell, like the money might be morally neutral, but if you needed to do blood magic to get it, that would be bad. Mm -hmm. Mm. Dark art. Yeah, so I agree with you both. Um, What I, I found... So I went like deep into like message boards and stuff last night and I found someone's take on it that like their understanding of it is it's a magic that results in like some kind of end result that can't be reversed, whether it's like Mm -hmm. death or really just death, things that lead to death (laughs) or like a a harm of a person that can't be reversed in some way. Um, So it's like got like a finality to it like George's um, ear exactly yes right. whereas like I guess like a jinx isn't dark arts because it's like it's annoying or it could even be painful but it's like reversible yeah yes and I actually it's like the cruciatus curse is the opposite of a dark art now oh yeah right when you think but, of it that way but the torture I mean Neville's parents but, but well, that's like, the extreme. It's okay, just but, like uncontrolled conversation. But like, um, remember, remember when like the trio Fred and George like jinxed Malfoy, Crab, and Goyle so bad that they looked like slugs. Yeah, but they could they reverse that. Yeah, but that was like a hilarious, cool and art. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we know in this series we don't account for like mental harm or trauma. So. Yeah, trauma's fine as long as you yeah. can't see. Yeah, it. emotional trauma is totally fine. So I I, I found some definitions around types of spells that I thought were interesting because this is something I've never actually wondered about. Um, And this comes from an old Pottermore article that has since been archived uh, where Rowling went in and (laughs) got to go to grad school. Uh, (laughs) Rowling went in and defined everything. So a spell is the generic term for a piece of magic. 
Um, a charm is something that doesn't fundamentally alter the properties of a subject of the spell. So for example, you turn a teacup into a rat, that rat will turn back into a teacup, whether just because the charm like expires or isn't strong, or if the caster dies, the thing maintains its original properties. Um, a hex has a connotation of dark magic, um, but it's a little more minor than a dark magic. And Rowling actually differentiated, differentiated between jinxes and hexes. So Sean, you just mentioned jinxes are kind of like annoying, but they're fine. Um, Hexes are like one step a little bit worse, but not technically a dark magic. And then a curse is reserved for the worst kind of dark magic. So we still don't have a definition of what worst kind is, but maybe it's something that like the wizarding society has deemed unforgivable. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So I thought that would be helpful, especially as we move into talking about the curse in quotes on the Defense Against the Dark Arts position which leads me into the curse or the position rather. I'm already a little buzzed. Um, <laughs> How could you not okay. be 15%? Oh, and I'm only sipping it because there's crushed ice in it and I don't want to chew the ice on the, on, <laughs> on mic. So if you see me leaning away, it's because I'm chewing ice. It tastes like Bailey's. It looks like Bailey's. It tastes like Bailey's. It's pretty good. Support uh, local it, women businesses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to Google. They actually, their whole website has cocktail recipes. So I don't think you're supposed to drink them straight out of the ball. <laughs> but they have like anyway. a mouthpiece. There's like a pop. Anyway, Whatever. I feel like you could get arrested just for having one on you. Anyway. All right. So Defense Against the Dark Arts is a core subject at Hogwarts. And the position is rumored to be cursed. I also saw it called jinxed on Harry Potter wiki and on Pottermore, but it's not, they don't say the word jinx in the books or whatever. Um, but it's rumored to be cursed because no teacher can hold the position for more than a year. And I don't want to beat a dead horse because the fandom has really interrogated the curse, the parameters around it and whether or not it exists. But I think it's, it begs some discussion. Um, so what, what do you two remember about the curse on the position? Um, that it happened because Voldemort didn't get the job. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been yes. like a long time since. So like they've been burning through defense against the dark arts teachers. Feels like they really should just get rid of the job, the class. I know. Change the <laughs> job description. Yeah, it was about 30 years. Yeah. I think he went for the job. After the he second. graduated. Yeah. Right? And then. Oh, so, no. Wait, but there's. I'll go through it. Yeah. But Sean, what do you remember about him? Yeah, I I want to go back and kind of reread a couple sections from Sorcerer's Stone because obviously that's like our introduction to all of the Hogwarts professors. Um, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure there is no language in that one that like refers to the fact that Quirrell's a first year Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher or that this, you know, that they have that like Fred and George have seen a couple different Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers. Um, I don't know that that, concept really came into play like I don't think anyone actually talked about it until well into right. the series mm -hmm, um correct. I what I would be mostly curious about is if um if she messed up a little bit like if there were kind of uh some comments that seemed to imply that Quirrell had been there the year before or that like someone you know the Weasley twins were more knowledgeable of him or something like that um mm -hmm. I don't know when she decided that was going to like 
I think it's uh um it's like a fun concept for a book. Like it's an easy way to kind of keep introducing new characters and and whatever. I don't know at what point she decided that was going to be like a central part yeah. of the 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 bigger picture. I don't think they I don't actually think she messed up in the first book with that language unless there's like a first edition floating around in which maybe she did. Um but the um they do kind of mention that like he's just returned like or like he's just mm-hmm. like returned from a year of traveling, right? Right. So that yeah, so I think that's what I'm thinking of Lisa because they're like oh he was in Albania for a year. I guess what I I couldn't remember is like was the implication that he left like did he come back from like a sabbatical? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. we can, uh, we can talk, we can, I, I don't want to step on the flow. Uh, we can start talking about the professors um, if we want to. So I'd love to do just a little bit more walking through like the history yeah. of the curse first, but it all like, it's going to flow right into Great. Perfect. To the professors. Yes. So then, Sean, I'll get back to you. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you two nailed it. Um so I read a ton about what's actually stated in the canon or in the text. Um, so in the canon and what comes later. And it can be argued that she did kind of mess up a little bit of continuity in the first book. It seems like it wasn't her intent from the beginning okay. to have a curse in place. Yeah. So they don't really state anything until Half-Blood Prince. Um so, but just to give us a little bit of background, if folks aren't aware, uh, Tom Riddle wanted the Defense Against the Dark Arts post uh, because he wanted to be in the castle, be able to research dark magic, and also hide um, the diadem of Ravenclaw. Yes. Ravenclaw. Yep. Yeah. Um, he didn't get the job. So he tried with uh, Headmaster Armando Dippet right after he graduated and the guy was like, you're too young, it's not gonna work out. He tried again later in like 1955 or something with Dumbledore and Dumbledore was already onto him and was like, mm, it's not gonna work out. So what is rumored and it's actually just the rumor that's mentioned in the canon is that Tom Riddle cursed the post so that no teacher could hold the position for longer than a year. Um, what I found in researching it is, yeah, there, there are definitely some continuity errors. So talking about Quirrell specifically, and Sean, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, there are some things that make it seem like he had held the post in times prior. So when um, Hagrid is talking to Harry, when they meet Quirrell at the Leaky Cauldron, he says that um, Quirrell is afraid of the very magic that he teaches so dark magic and so that gives us one little breadcrumb that that was his topic although we know that he also had taught muggle studies previously i don't know if that's canon or on that's my leads. what's that you're stepping on my leads i'm sorry i won't get too much into it um so it's just <laughs> like little things like that that just lead to some continuity errors so um that's what people point to when they think that it's not like a confirmed thing that it was a curse, but that it's just a rumor. Um, also pointing out, so I think in the first, like the sorting feast, I think the twins say to Harry, like, uh, we all know like Snape's after his job and like his piss that he can't get it. So I, I, I don't know. 
I feel like I'm talking in circles a little bit. Um, but yeah, there's little things that just don't add up. Didn't Dumbledore, I mean, so whether or not it was like her intent all along, but uh, definitely feels like nobody really knows. Um, mm-hmm. And she'll probably vehemently deny me like, no, nah, that was my plan all along. I'm so clever. Ha ha ha. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but doesn't, I mean, Dumbledore kind of confirms, not necessarily that it's a curse, but that like after Voldemort comes in, Voldemort, Dumbledore specifically says, and we've never been able to hold a defense against the dark arts teacher for more than a year ever since. He does. Um, yes. He does. I, I don't, I, I don't want to go so far as to say she like made a mistake. I just think that when we meet every other defense against the dark arts teacher in the book, they make a big deal about them being like a new teacher to the school. Yes. And we do, and I think maybe because we don't get that with Quirrell, I definitely think there is an implication that people know who this guy is. Maybe yeah. it's maybe yeah. it's a matter of like he was teaching in another position or something like that. He was just yeah. like around the school. But my own theory to rationalize it all in favor of the curse being canonical is that maybe the previous teacher met some kind of bad fate halfway through the year or something. And he took it over and I mean, then like the I, next year continued teaching something. I think like it that. is. I mean, it is canonical, right? Like they do say it in the books. It's just they just say it of the books. So we have okay. So we have a quote from Dumbledore. So it's from a character in the verse, but he doesn't confirm or deny with any evidence. Right, but which is very Dumbledore like. For sure. He does confirm though that they've never been able to hold a teacher for more than a year. Oh, absolutely. I think yeah. that's definitely like. Yeah, whether that, it's a curse or I, not, it seems to be a thing that's happened for the last 30 true. years. True. Very true. Um, it would be, it's interesting if it is a curse because um, that that magic doesn't really work the way the rest of the magic in the books do. Yeah. That's like, John. it's more like um, kind of like old school fairy tale magic than it yeah. is like the the kind of more sciencey system of magic that Harry Potter seems to operate off of. Mm-hmm. I, agree. I agree. I agree. That was um, one of my questions reading about all this is, do we see a magic like this elsewhere in the series at all? And we really don't, um, but we also don't see Horcruxes anywhere, but where Tom Riddle's concerned. So it's like, maybe he's just that good at dark magic. Um, One thing that I think could be just like sort of a funny, silly interpretation of the children's series is that it's like the rumor is strong enough to cause the turnover. You know what I mean? Like people assume something bad's going to happen and he's hiring a a bunch of dumb dicks by the end anyway. So like them running into bad ends it kind of fits their characters, especially where Lockhart's concerned, which Lisa will get into, um, because we don't see any causality necessarily correlated with this curse, but people yeah. just like run into silly or uh, vicious deaths. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think yeah. as as like a um, just like a storytelling technique, I think it's really fun. Um, mm-hmm. And again, it's a it's a great way to keep meeting these new characters who are often. Um, kind of besides like, Lupin they're like like the adversaries yeah and they're like yeah. some of the e- either the the silliest characters or like the meanest character like they're they're almost like caricatures yeah mm-hmm. um and so it, it is fun to kind of always know like it was also fun just getting the books and being like who's going to be the new defense against the dark arts teacher like yeah um but I, yeah. I don't I don't think it makes sense based on the other magic in the world mm-hmm. that it would be a curse but yeah, I, I like I like that there's gray area for that exact reason that it's playful 
because it should be playful and like mm-hmm. there is a folk culture yeah to this mm-hmm. world um so there are a lot of fan theories out there online. If you, the listener, are curious, hop onto Reddit. There's like so much discussion around it um, from people saying it doesn't exist to people saying that Tom Riddle planned so far ahead that he would want wizard students to not learn a unified curriculum, making them more vulnerable to dark magic. I don't, I do not buy that. I mean, I don't buy the I don't whole, buy it like, either. Oh, Tom Riddle's playing 40 chess. Like, no, I don't yeah. think that's right. Agreed. I think that's just what we adults do when we latch onto things like this. But um, yeah, so one other thing that makes this a really playful thing within the books, and I didn't mention Rowling confirmed the curse outside of the text in a couple of interviews. So looking back, Dumbledore's gay and Defense Against the Dark Arts is cursed. And everybody poops their pants. Yeah. And everybody poops. Her confirmations yeah. mean nothing to Diddly, me. Jack. Diddly, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I thought this was silly. So, and you've both probably heard the concept of this curse where a teacher suffer, suffers a horrible fate at the end of every year and has to be replaced um, was inspired by the movie Spinal Tap. <laughs> Have you guys really? heard that? No, so, really? Yeah, so that's Spinal funny, Tap actually. I've is, never made that connection. It's a like a satirical, it's a mockumentary about a rock band. It's I think, Christopher Guest. So it's like, all of those, like, um, you know, like waiting for Guffman. And, yeah. Um, it's super silly and hilarious. Um, best in show. All the So all the drummers die and have to be replaced. Um, <laughs> so I thought that was a funny nod that, yeah. Um, and also a note that my only association with that movie is watching it on Lisa's dad's couch <laughs> after a <laughs> concert. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. We were That's probably the high. last time I watched this is Final Tap. Same. Same. It's the only time. Um, so that's that's the background. That's the history. Uh, I'm excited to learn more about the professors themselves. And I also I looked into the actual curriculum a little bit. We don't have to get into all that stuff, but uh, it, I would I would actually love to know because every one of these professors it seemed like taught a completely different class. Yeah. So do we want to run through? basics of curriculum first and then we can talk about how each professor spun it differently sure yeah i think that's a good lead in i'm talking a lot in this episode um so (laughs) there is no unified curriculum for this course probably because a different teacher teaches it every year so they assign different texts and things i mean also Um, i would highly doubt that hogwarts has any curriculum whatsoever and any kind of standard yeah there's a dead dead teacher yeah, they do teacher. have a dead teacher. They have a dead teacher yeah, who is just don't. free labor. Like, anyway, I'm sorry. Um, so the class is a mix of theory and practical application. Lisa, you can talk us through the different professors' teaching styles, but we see it illustrated every year that the class is a little different and the students are usually a little pissed about how it's being run. Um, oh, God, here's a high note. Sorry, they should definitely fucking be teaching first years how to recognize someone under a curse. <laughs> After Voldemort round one. Like, there's Ooh, no indication that they've tailored this curriculum toward real life application because you'd think they would want to teach children how to, like, see that someone's under. Um. Well, the- yeah, one, of, one think- of them did. One of them did. He just happened to also be a Death Eater. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? Mad-Eye Moody. Fake Mad-Eye oh. Moody. Actually ran yeah. a wonderful curriculum. Oh, he did a great job, yeah. 
That's true. He taught them things they weren't supposed to learn until they were right. six. You know year. what though? I actually think that this is true to life because um I I know a hundred percent of people would have rather learned how to do their taxes than how to use math to like find you know the area under a curve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, none of those words she said made any sense to me. Right. That's what I'm saying. So like nobody, (laughs) nobody needs that unless you're going into like high level engineering. Yeah. Um, You only need math. Like most people need math to like do practical application. Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't learn that. So. Yeah. Of everyone I've ever talked to about high school in New Jersey, my school seemed to be the best with like real life stuff. Like they taught us economics and finance. Oh yeah. No, none of that. The height, the height of the teaching was balancing a checkbook which was like yeah nope no longer a thing at that point I think I learned how to I think I learned about checkbooks when I was like in fifth grade yeah and then I never learned a practical math again yeah Yeah. that makes sense so Um, this actually stands to reason wizards they're just like us Wizards. so (laughs) (laughs) ah so there's an owl you go to the owl level and you can go to the newt level. Different teachers have different um, requirements for whether or not you can advance. Uh, Which I think is also chaotic. Like the oh, fact yeah, that, that sucks. Snape yeah. can just like arbitrarily be like, I'm only going to take the outstandings, which means he might get one fucking student. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and they're like, that's fine. Yeah. And it won't be Crab and Goyle because they, what's the lowest owl? Troll, see for troll. Yeah, I feel like they got maybe the whatever they didn't pass the owl. Um, I found in my research last night. So I'll let you do the moody stuff teaching them ahead of curriculum, Lisa. Um, there's a bunch of background info from Hogwarts Mystery, that really shitty cell phone game that uh, doesn't beg covering, but they get into like actual subjects. And then I found a very exhaustive list of all of the spells and creatures studied, which you might talk about when it comes to Lupin. Um, and to cap it off, I found a whole fanfic of a Defense Against the Dark Arts course, including written assignments graded by the writer. Oh so they have like a God. syllabus. I linked it there in case anyone is- this, Lisa, this um, is what you want. You want like normie fanfic. That is true. That so is if you want normie fanfic, go to hogwartsishere.com backslash courses. <laughs> They have like all of the courses. It's very strange. I like hit my limit. I hit yeah. my limit. <laughs> and that's, that's not... saying something. Caleb has yeah. like a PhD in Harry Potter research at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sad and weird. Um, but I hit my limit there and I was like, I'm not going to join your email list. Um, and fun finds. I found that in 2018, the College of the Holy Cross offered a class called Defense Against the Dark Arts, Theology, Imagination, and the World of Harry Potter, which sound very cool until I read that the part of the class was about fending off spiritual darkness. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so it's just like hilarious, which reminded me that TCNJ had freshman seminars about Harry Potter, and I'm sure. shocked none of us took them. None of, uh, I don't think any of us uh, got into it. It was like yeah, a, no, we didn't get in. We all tried. It wasn't a like we chose not to. We didn't yeah. get it. We wouldn't have met though. Uh, Sean and well, I took American Supernaturalism. Yes, we did. Well, we and, would have met. We would have met in that class. 
We're lucky oh, we met not being in that class. Yeah. We would have maybe we would have been like bitchy and com- competitive with each other. No, we would have just been like, <laughs> we would have been doing even, this still. Yeah, we weren't on the Harry Potter floor anyway. We were all on the people, we were all on the floor of people who wanted to be in the Harry Potter class, but weren't allowed. Yeah, yeah all people who got true. their second choice. Uh, first choice friends. <laughs> first choice friends. <laughs> and my last fun note is that I found a Harry Potter Wordle called Hogwordle. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I want to do that. I tried it and I failed. Maybe we I'm could really do that. I'm really good at Wordle. Episode. I'm fucking shit at Wordle. I fucking love You're Wordle. good at Wordle? I'm so good at Wordle. Like, I'm I'm very good at Wordle. You should share your scores with us. Oh, I don't play it uh, very often, but like when I do, I win it. Good for you. <laughs> I admire that because I'm shit at it. Anyway. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> um, man, and Caleb, you really, um, <laughs> two things. You nailed it. Thank you. Um, and the other one is you really overestimate how much research I did. Yeah, um, Caleb kept saying like, oh, I bet Lisa's going to cover this. And Lisa is just like shaking her <laughs> head. Like, please, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, but let's. Let's before we dive in, Sean. Yeah. Tell us. What, yeah, what what's up? Thinking? What's what's going on with you? Yeah. What thoughts do you have so far? Just slowly what? sobering up. <laughs> She's just uh, like slowly hungover. <laughs> yeah, we we actually are sort of like leaking into like nighttime hangover, which is not <laughs> Um but I I it had I been sober and done any research what I would have looked into would have been um more on uh Durmstrang's uh dark arts dark arts curriculum mm-hmm. since they do uh oh actually I think Caleb you did sort of cover some of this when we were are doing the education one um so anyone can go back and listen to our uh, education episode yeah but, um but because obviously, like, I think it's uh, Malfoy who says, like, oh, they don't bother with any of this defense against the dark art stuff. They, like, show you how to do it. So whatever the actual definition of dark arts is for this um, within this universe is, like, very heavily studied at this one school. Yeah. And I doubt they call it dark arts. I mean, according right? to, like, a lot of the websites, they do just call it dark arts. But if um i would i would highly doubt that Durmstrang would especially given um the association with grindelwald and like mm-hmm. all of those things like i would bet that like even if they did once upon a time call it dark arts after grindelwald they were like oh we need to get some pr in here and just start calling yeah. this like combat uh, magic so i yeah it's not I in the brochure i assume and i can't remember the exact quote of like what Malfoy says I I almost felt like they just had a more practical view of it where they just saw it as like another type of magic to yeah understand um less like oh we're trying to like raise a bunch of evil little wizards right yeah. but like by calling it dark arts I do feel like they might as well just be like okay evil magic class sign right up yeah and mm-hmm. I guess like you said also calling it that um also implies that like in this entirety of this universe there is like a kind of like moral binary where yeah. it is like dark arts or good magic there okay. isn't like oh well they call it dark arts here but like they have a little bit more of a gray view of it at mm-hmm. Durm- Durmstrang's in the like one of the Swedish countries right I don't know. 
I'm trying to remember. remember. I always thought it was Albania. in Russia, but I don't think I always think thought it... it was in Albania because that's like the, the country he flew for. Uh, I don't remember where it is. I know. It's not that's in Russia because there's a New Jersey. Because there's it's one of those Russian Eastern one. Bloc countries. Yeah. One of, yeah. It's in the Baltics. The, the Somewhere in the Baltics. <laughs> um, but uh, so so we do know that whatever dark arts mean, there is like the same definition for it everywhere in the wizarding world. Yeah. I think Putin went to Durmstrang. No, Putin would have gone to that Russian magic school where they throw trees at yeah. each other. <laughs> no, that's the American one. Do you remember there was, like, when we were talking about all the different ways to play Quidditch? There was like that Russian uh, one where they're just on like was. tree stumps or whatever. <laughs> they just I want to go back and listen to that. One. I don't know. It's all right. Everything is like just sort of yeah. coming together in my head. <laughs> Two years of content. Oh, all right. Well, let's go ahead and dive into the very thorough research that I clearly did. I see on, bullet points, Lisa. Uh, I see the acronym BEEF. Or no, is that just a thought you had? That's anyway, just go ahead. my Sorry. own personal beef. That's not an acronym. <laughs> personal beef. Uh, I list, listed some of my beefs. Um, okay, we're going to start with the... Uh, we're going to start with Quirinus Pearl. Real quick, um, we should start a section of this podcast called Beef List. <laughs> go ahead. It's an acronym. We'll make it an acronym. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're starting with um, Quirinus Quirrell. So to address some of the speculation around Quirrell is, and, and this is likely JK trying to cover her tracks of like something that she kind of thought of like maybe post the first book, um, is that he was the Muggle Studies teacher before he took the sabbatical. Okay. Um, which is why all the professors seem to know him um, and the students seem to know him. Um, and yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, I'll, I'll and, buy it. And and Hagrid does kind of address some of the like the shit that he kind of goes over, right? Where he was like, um, where he was like, yeah, poor bloke, brilliant mind. He was fine while he was studying out of books, but then it took a year off um, to get some firsthand experience, and he came back like a stuttering mess, right? Um, so like, he's always been kind of like meek and timid um but like ultimately seems to get along with the professors pretty well um mm. uh but like some of the background and 99 of this is from like harry potter wiki things like that right like we know what Quirrell does he's kind of just like a fine teacher umbridge compliments him on sticking with appropriate content right which means that he just like sticks to sticks to the textbooks that he's teaching mm. out of right he he doesn't do a whole lot um he claims that he got his turban saving like an African country from a zombie. And everybody's like, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and so like, yeah. Um, and he says he wants to go on sabbatical so that he can get more experience with defense against the dark arts. Cause he's like been studying it and he wants to um, move into a new subject matter. Like he wants to take over the helm of defense against the dark arts. But in reality, it's likely that he actually was trying to find Voldemort um, because as a child, he was like bullied really heavily because he's just like pretty stereotypical, like 80s nerd, right? Like um, he's just like pushed into lockers, like made a joke of um, he's like shy and quiet. Um, and so was like kind of quietly studying the dark arts because he was hoping that it would give him like a leg up um, and so that he could start to be like respected by his peers. 
Um, and so it's more likely that he took his sabbatical to actually try to find Voldemort versus stumbling upon him. God. So that is really interesting because that is the first time I've heard that theory. Um, I thought the kind of uh, how the book presents it. And I guess I never looked farther than that is like, they almost make it sound like Voldemort lucked out. Like he was in the Albanian forest Mm -hmm. or the black forest or wherever he was. And like, Voldemort found him and was like, this is someone I can take advantage of. It did not occur to me that he would have been actually seeking that kind of interaction. Yeah. And it seems like the reason he was more easy to take over was because he was already kind of trying to find that power, right? Like he, he'd been, he'd been craving some more respect and, and, and all of those things. So he was easier to bend to Voldemort's will, um, because of that. Okay. So that's like the, the Harry Potter wiki or Pottermore yeah, or whatever explanation. Like the main, okay. The main fan theory gotcha. about it. Okay. Um, which I actually feel like tracks because as I started like writing in my beefs about Quirrell, um, I they kind of the, the book itself actually kind of covers a lot of my beefs that I just kind of forgot about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'll 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 get there. Um, and then what I did for all of the professors, um, so he was in Ravenclaw also. Um, in case y'all were okay. curious, um, cause he was smart, he's a smart kid. Um, professors didn't like, he didn't stand out much. He just kind of kept Man, his head down. What, how big of a nerd do you have to be to be like in Ravenclaw and then get bullied for being too big of a nerd? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Tough. Real tough. That's tough. That is tough. That's real tough. Um, but, uh, so I also looked up the like etymology of everybody's names. Because uh, I thought that Yay! was really interesting. Um, that is great. So Quirinus um, was a like a low-level Roman god of war, um, and this is specifically from J.K. and the like world wizarding worlds, um, where um, Quirinus, and this is confirmed. It's like it's it means like wielder of the spear, um, and so in this case, she's saying basically like Voldemort is the spear that he's wielding. Mm. Feels That's a like shit a first name and a shit reason for calling him that. Now, other fan theories have compared him to um, Janus, like Janus or Giannis or I don't know. Oh, the um, two-faced, the two-faced god? The two-faced god. Um, so because he is often referred to as Quirinus in literature, like Janus Quirinus. Um, and so, and he's depicted as having two faces, one looking towards future, one looking towards the past. Um, and that one to me feels way better so yeah because he's a he's like yeah. a crossroads god right yep mm-hmm. yeah also i'm sorry quirrell ain't wielding shit yeah no. like we know voldemort was like write your cover letter <laughs> apply <laughs> for this job <laughs> like he wasn't doing anything on his own no wow uh, so yeah i i in like i certainly prefer the fan theory and this is one where like jk should swallow it and be like oh that was of course my theory also yeah, just say that one's better. Just say because it's significantly better. So get over it. Um, and yeah, so we don't have a ton of information, background information on Quirrell. I he shows up a ton in the games and stuff. I, I no, not canon. <laughs> not <laughs> that to was us. A thumbs down and a mouth fart from Lisa. Yeah, I just I didn't bother. Like anytime that came up, I was like, nope, 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 nope. I don't care. Um, but yeah, and then there's always, of course, the best tweet about um Coral and his turban where um the Weasley twins had uh enchanted snowballs to hit Coral in the back of the head on his turban um so they're just hitting Voldy right in the face 
Yep. Uh, which is great. Cause they're so great. Cause they're so great. Cause they don't give a fuck. They give zero fucks. Um, so that image is great. And you can just like picture him under the turban going, uh, uh. <laughs> um, so we love that. Um, that's yeah. And that's Quirrell. He's not that he's kind of unsubstantial, right? Like he's just kind of a Peter Pettigrew type who was bullied quite a bit. And, um, he's not as in my mind, he's not as bad as Peter Pettigrew. Uh, cause Peter Pettigrew mm. had friends who cared and loved for him. Um, and Quirrell didn't have that. Quirrell was just pretty lonely. Yeah. This was very illuminating for me. Yeah. So thank you. Um, cool. We're moving on to our favorite. My Gilderoy guy. Lockhart. Um, so Gilderoy Lockhart, uh, was supposedly born into a family with three children, two of which were his older sisters who were squibs. Um, hmm. so from an early age, he wanted to like bring his family glory and like make a name for himself because of the like um kind of like further separate his distance between him and his squib sisters right um so mm. like we know that that's like big shame in the wizarding world to have squibs in your family two um, squibs in a family seems crazy yeah um mm. and so it like could also like indicate a weaker line of magic things like that um he in theory, when he went to Hogwarts, uh, he was in Ravenclaw, uh, but the Sorting Hat really wanted to put him in Slytherin. Um, so it like waffled quite a bit in how it decided to put him, but ultimately decided to put him in Ravenclaw because he's not like evil. Mm. Slytherins guess. aren't evil, they're ambitious. He's cunning, sure. okay. cunning and ambitious, which he is. <laughs> um, whatever. We all know that they're the evil ones. Um, but- <laughs> Uh, but he was put into Ravenclaw. Um, and while he was at Hogwarts, he like didn't shine, but he like, his teachers liked him fine. He was a really good student. Um, he like, yeah, that smile. He, he valued, was handsome. Um, yeah. And like, so he was charming and, and teachers liked him. They thought that he could amount to something, even though he wasn't like the best student, but he wasn't a bad student. Like he still got good marks. Um, and he, um, it was clear at like a young age that he like wanted some glory. He like apparently pushed Professor Dippet to, um, I would say it's probably Dumbledore, but they say Dippet. I think that's just a problem. Mm. Um, like pushed uh, the, for a newspaper so that he could like. I was going to say he would have been better suited to like being a newspaper man. Well, he wrote books. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So ultimately he did get what he wanted, right? He became a writer Um, and that's what he wanted to do. Um, We all know what he did outside of school. Mm -hmm. He was a, he didn't do some good things. He erased people's memories, took their credit for their stories and then put them on blast. Um, And Mm -hmm. so he made lots and lots of money at the expense of others. Um, And yeah, he won Witch Weekly no less than five times. uh, How many times in a row? Oh yeah. No less five. than five times. No less than five uh, in a row for his smile. Um, and we know what he got up to at Hogwarts, right? Like he didn't do the best. We know what happened to him. His memory charm backfired, um, but ultimately was happier for his memories backfiring than he would have been if he kept them. Um, yeah, we saw him at Mungo's, right? Yes. Um, and he still didn't yeah. remember who he was, but he like really liked signing autographs because he thought it was fun, um, but yeah. he didn't know why he liked to do it. Um, so and, Lisa, I, I did not know about his, obviously I knew he wrote books. I didn't know about his, um, uh, his attempts to start a, 
uh, Hogwarts newspaper. Uh-huh. And now the idea of him as just a handsome and deeply immoral journalist, I'm going to start a fan fiction <laughs> where him and Rita Skeeter get together. And then that's my oh. absolute, that's my Harry Potter power couple right now. They're both hot and mean and blonde. And they I like have, it. And they love the written word. I'm here for it. I would almost say she's his beard. Sorry, am I only reading him gay or is is no one else reading him gay? I think that sexuality is a spectrum. And I think Gilroy Lockhart seems like he'd be quite fluid across it. I think so, too. I do think that. You know what? He's like perfectly happy with anyone. He's he's pansexual. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I think and I think Rita Skeeter is just a a dominant whatever she wants. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and the thing that we miss in the movies, right? Like, cause I do think that Kenneth Branagh did a great job, right? Like he played the character so well, but similarly to the other characters, right? Like, I mean, Gilderoy's supposed to be like 29. That's crazy. Like yeah. he's supposed to be like young, like yeah. hot and young. Yeah. Um, and he is not that. Um, so like, I, I'm like, I'm, Kenneth Branagh's not unattractive, but it's just like, he's older, right? Like he's in his forties. Like that's not the character. I need to see. Bring... Go ahead. I just I I need to see a reboot where all of the professors are the age they're supposed to they're be. Supposed like to be. I yeah. do need like like Tom Hiddleston as Snape. Like I need a I, I need a Snape in his thirties and just like yeah. hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I would want Lockhart. Hot. I think he was hot. Oh, okay. that's all that matters. I in my head he was very hot. Right. Perfect. Um, but my favorite thing, um, my this is okay. So here's where you saw the word beef. So my beef with the Gilderoy character is that, like, beef in corner. theory, right? I was just about Lisa is getting a beef corner every episode beef now. Corner. This is my beef <laughs> corner. Um, because, like, yes, a lot of the background, re- like, history of Gilderoy is that, like, it's it's not canon technically, right? It's like all fan theories and like or like whatever J.K. like has published or whatever. But like, I'm here to accept it. But the only issue I have with that is that he was a good student. He's not incompetent. So why mm. is he incompetent now? It's almost like the the narcissist. Uh, I mean, the he's guy. certainly overconfident, right? Like, and I'm here for that level of incompetence. I just think that like he like there's like the scene where he's like got the like he's doing the duels and he like does the like frivolous wand waving and yeah. he drops his wand and yeah. harry like it's like and he's like okay harry do what i just did and he goes what drop my wand yeah they made him a little bumbly they made yeah. him a little bit too much of an idiot and that's my issue with gilderoy it's like i'm fine with him being like not the best wither not the best wizard but he's also got to be clever enough that he was able to achieve all of this fame I, mm-hmm. I agree. I think a, a more cunning Gilderoy Lockhart would be a more interesting character. Um, and again, when we eventually see a reboot of the series, I wouldn't mind someone going back to the drawing board a little bit with his character. Because I, yeah. I think that his character has the opportunity to be a really cool character. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, give me like dripping with sexuality. Gilderoy Lockhart. Charming. Like I want to get right. it, you know, not get it from him, but I want to understand. I like kind of want to. I kind of want to get it. Yeah, <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> like, so I think I think that that would be more interesting to give him. Like, I think the background that like Harry Potter wiki has painted of him is more interesting than what we get. Yeah, I agree. In yeah, the, in the book, when's the last? Well, Lisa, you have 
been listening on an ongoing basis. You've listened to them recently. I've Sean, I don't think yeah. you've read in a while. Last time I read Chamber of Secrets, I really picked up on just like how bombastic he is and like self-deluded throughout. Like every thread of his character is like he's believed his own lies. Totally. So he's probably become really careless and then stopped developing his magical skills once he realized he could just manipulate people. And I think that's true to an extent, but I still don't think that that would make him an absolute bumbling idiot. Yeah, Caleb, in, a, in, an, in an earlier episode, you actually um like compared him to like a Donald Trump type figure. Yeah. And I agree yeah. that is, I do think that's a little bit how he's ran in the books. And Lisa, to your point, I think that, um, I think that portrayal doesn't make sense because yeah. like you said, he did have to be good enough to do what he, he did. Like, I, I, again, I think that a more conniving character, I think a character that's maybe more charming in that sort of like swarmy, like like used car salesman type yeah. of way. Mm, do you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I do think yeah. he does. I do think he needs to be legitimately good at magic to be doing what he's doing. I just think he needs to be like a douchebag. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's like, that's where that, like, I like the idea that he like, they, the sorting hat really struggled with him. Like, I mm-hmm. like, I yeah. like that idea. Yeah. Like that balance. Um, so I think that, I think that Gilderoy could have a, could have a better arc. Um, um, so where his name comes from, right? Like the easiest one, right? Is that gilded means to just be plated in gold, but the inside mm. can be anything, right? So it can be, usually it's made of like cheap metal. Um, and then it's just gilded in gold. Um, and so like that makes sense. Um, but another one, and this one is from the Harry Potter wizarding world. And I actually like this one. Um, it was named for like a, a famous Highland outlaw. Um, and this was the, the poem that was written for him. And it's not like, this is like a, this is like a more famous, like Highlander poem, um, that they got the name from. It was like, Gilderoy was a bonny boy, had roses till his shoon. His stockings were of silk and soy with garters hanging dune. It was, I ween, a comely sight to see say trim a boy. He was my joy and heart's delight, my handsome Gilderoy. Oh, that is sweet. And I like that. It's so That's nice. very sweet. Um, and like the whole thing is that like this Highlander specifically, he's like a Highlander outlaw who like charmed people in his way to crime. Mm-hmm. And like screwed a lot of people over, which, yeah, that's pretty much ripped right out of it. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so I like that one. All right. Anyway. What's your take on the name Lockhart? Uh, so what's her butt um, has specifically <laughs> said um, that it, she just saw the name once and thought that it was like kind of vacuous. And so she chose it. So nice. I was trying to figure out, um, I couldn't remember if that was one of the names that was in Greyfriars Kirkyard, which was the, um, is it not? So Wait, Greyfriars, oh, is that the, 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 the memorial? So- yeah, Greyfriars Kirkyard yeah. is the um a cemetery in Edinburgh where she that did take that. a number of names. And I I Lockhart might have been one of them. It was, yeah. She okay. specifically said that that was one of the names that she read, and she just like thought that that was kind of a weird vacuous name. Hmm. And so she liked it and took it. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Um, but in irony, right? It's a fair pretty pretty common Scottish name. Um, and it means like cunning and bravery. Hmm. Um, yeah, which he's not necessarily (laughs) um okay moving on to remus lupin um my favorite thing about we all know about remus we're not gonna talk a lot about remus is your favorite thing that he's called werewolf mcwerewolf yeah yeah Um, so i actually wrote that um his name basically means like wolf brother wolf um 
And like, I just kind of picture him introducing him to the class of like, hello class, my name is Wolfie Mc... I'm a werewolf. Well, I'm a new defense <laughs> against the dark arts professor. Like, And then they're all like, he's a werewolf? What, <laughs> what the fuck are y'all talking about? Um, so I don't really want to talk about Lupin too much because we've talked about Lupin a lot and we'll probably do mm-hmm. a Lupin episode. Um, like We did werewolves. We did. Yeah, we, we did, did do talk werewolves. a ton about Lupin. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, like we might not do like a full Lupin episode, but I feel like we'll talk about Lupin on quite yeah, a bit. He's gonna so I don't need up. to nice like, yeah. Um, the, some things that I did learn though, was that, um, his dad's still alive. Oh, really? Weird. Yes. So his are they estranged? Died, I guess like, so what it says on Harry Potter wiki is that after his mom's death, he Lupin opted not to like basically because Lupin has shrouded in so much shame about being a werewolf and his parents tried so hard to help like to like fix his problem essentially um and they couldn't um he like basically didn't want to keep bothering his dad so he just like left his life um and like didn't return to him after school we saw that he has strong daddy issues yes based on um, how he felt about fatherhood super sad it's really, really sad. sad and the thing that just like really fucking bums me out though is like teddy has a grandfather mm-hmm. and, and like he just like it, doesn't know yeah that he i mean and granted we don't know he they don't mention it at all right so like for all we know like teddy has just basically been raised by like lupin's dad and tonks's mom his whole life yeah um and so like I'm choosing to, I would like to choose to believe that that's the situation because mm-hmm. Lupin's parents for all their worth are like not bad people. They like, they tried really hard. They cared for their son. Um, and like Lupin's dad, like, yes, certainly tried to like establish some pretty big anti-werewolf rhetoric in the ministry. Once he realized that, um, uh, what's his butt isn't just the grifta. Uh, oh, I'm just a grifter. My name's Fonrir. <laughs> Fonrir Greatbit. Oh. Uh, and he like <laughs> tried to get like a ma- more maximum sentence for this guy who basically just conned his way out of not getting in trouble. Um, and so then this guy attacked his son. Um, so like they've been given a pretty shit hand. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's uh, Wolfie McWerewolf. Can we touch on how he's the best teacher? He is, <laughs> yes. We can talk second, about second best so teacher. He is no. and my eyes tied for first. Um, he is uh the first teacher that Harry actually like really connects with on like a like an emotional level. Like he feels like he actually has like a mentor. Um, he feels um a level of like acceptance by this man. Um, which he has never really felt before with a teacher. Um, and he's the first teacher to give Le- Neville the light of day. Mm-hmm. Like he's like the only one that has ever sparked any kind of light in him other than like Professor Sprout. Um, and the other. The, other... <laughs> the second best teacher, I think. <laughs> um, he, yeah, Lupin is an incredible teacher um, and he gets a short end of the stick. Uh, it would have been, I think a joy to see Lupin survive the series and be able to go on to like actually become a teacher and like shape. Yeah. He was a uh, very, very heavy on the magical creatures. Yes. Um, yeah. But apparently that was part of the curriculum uh, according to like it the book. It was. 
so like he's just doing his due diligence because like their second year they didn't do they like Gilderoy knew shit about fuck so like uh you know he just tried to cover them um but yeah they mostly covered uh magical creatures which I I would be really curious to know what he did in his other classes right like Mm -hmm. with his OWL students like having Lupin as your as like for Fred and George dope Mm-hmm. like yeah wl year teacher oh wow i never so, thought like that. that's great for them yeah um so yeah lupin great teacher 10 out of 10 stars almost the best almost, almost the best, the best. You guys. who's next lisa the next one <laughs> is our one of our very favorites and truly an incredibly good teacher incredible (laughs) teacher uh we have alistair moody aka barney crouch jr um this i don't know where this man got his teaching credentials but he's a star he is a star nailing it um so he like covers practical magic like he's like he's covering shit that these kids are actually helped like actually need to know um he he really he came into this with the the energy of like robin williams and dead poet society he he did he really (laughs) did like he really came in just being like screw the man don't worry about what's going on out here i'm gonna teach you what's actually out there yeah, and me as a health teacher. Everyone was like, <laughs> everyone was like so into it too. So it was like Fred and George are just like he knows, man. Like yeah. <laughs> he even fucking like it's as sadistic as fuck, but like he gave Neville so much care and attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is crazy because he tortured he his parents him, to insanity. He gave Neville aftercare, and there is he a did. difference. <laughs> there is. A difference. Oh, that's tough. Um, was that bad? <laughs> no. Um, but okay. yeah, we know, we, we know about Barty. Um, you know, Barty had, uh, a sadistic father who was like a hell bent on just being like the picture perfect nuclear family, um, who like, he wanted to be minister for magic and he was going to get there at all costs. So he kind of treated his son and his wife like shit. Um, God. and like Barty, all he wanted to do was like, be accepted for who he was um and he was never able to get that from his dad um his mother we know loved him a great deal um but like yeah he wasn't able to get it from the person that he wanted it most from and uh yeah not a great excuse to turn to the to becoming a, a murderer but like uh, i get more understandable yeah so like here we are um and so it's assumed like you know you can assume that he like really started getting into the dark arts in school um like with his friends who finally accepted him um who likely were using him because his father is who he is um was he a slytherin i don't know because that seems like that wouldn't have been acceptable i would agree and i don't know um i couldn't i couldn't find that one but i didn't look it up specifically um so with ravenclaw yeah. Sorry, go ahead. He's also we a do lot know, of Ravenclaws on this list. I get a lot. Yeah, there are all... Gryffindors. Uh, Lupin. Lupin. Ah, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we and we so we do know that that Barty Crouch did some bad, 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 bad things. Um, yeah. uh, Barty Crouch is also very young. Um, he is like the same age as Lupin. He's like in his mid thirties. Um, 
And um, you I can casted, you casted David appropriately. Tennant, not a little bit. David Tennant? His 40s. At that point? Uh, good point. I don't know. Um, I love David Tennant, so he can do whatever he wants. I think that would have been Doctor Who era, which I yeah. think would have put him in his mid-30s. In his like, mid to late 30s. That's actually fair. Yeah. Yeah, I'm appropriately hot. Thank you for at least once casting someone mm-hmm. the right age and hot. I mean, David Tennant can literally do whatever he wants. So gorgeous. Yeah. Perfect. Just, what a man. What a man. Um, so yeah. Um, the only shame with that casting is that we didn't get more of it. Yeah. But yeah. you know what though? I don't know if I could, I don't know if I wanted to see more of that tongue thing that he oh, chose. The thing. It was like yeah. maybe like hot once and it was like, are you going to keep doing it? Yeah, that's, gonna be a cho- that's a choice. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, so Barney Crouch, uh, and that's Barney Crouch. He was a really exceptional teacher. He nailed it. Yeah. He really did excellent, great. excellent teacher. Um, yeah, really made people feel prepared, which was great. Um, another thing, um, there was some uh, controversy around his name, um, right? Like Barney Crouch, it's a pretty innocuous name. It doesn't really like Bartimius. Apparently, means like son of honor. Um, so like he's living with like a constant, like weight of societal pressure on him all the time, which, you know, that tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we know about his sad sack life and that's, that's where we're at. Um, Alistair Moody, however, um, is more fun. Um, his base, his name basically means cranky Avenger. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, do you tracks. know, did she choose Alistair after like Alistair Crowley? No, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-mm, nope. Um, specifically Ooh, yeah. for his name being like, um, essentially like strong-willed Avenger, gotcha. um, things like that. Yeah. Uh, like so Al- Alistair Crowley, um, Alistair Crowley is, uh, uh, nicknamed the most wicked man in the world. Um, <laughs> he's, chaos he, ma- he's the chaos magic guy. He's, he's the chaos magician. Yeah. We, we might've talked about him during, um, our history of magic episode, but he was a a British um, magician who started OTO, one of the like kind of current mainstream like magical practices. Um, but he's gotcha. a psychopath, just he's like not- a, just the fucking worst guy. Yeah, he's got like <laughs> not a, a not of, a chill dude. Um, <laughs> he's got a lot of connections to um, JPL, um, which is a jet propulsion lab. Yeah, Jack Parsons was uh, one of his. Jack Parsons he, is like one of his, his mentees. Students. Yeah, um, and um, Jack Parsons started JPL. Uh, uh, w W B Yates kicked him down a set of stairs once, which is super funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so not associated with Alistair Crowley because um, Alistair Crowley is a bad man. Uh, Alistair Moody, not a bad man. Um, who also specifically wow. seems to come from a line of like a legacy of horrors, like his parents were both horrors. So it was like not a surprise that he did what he did. Um, yeah, that's Barty and Alistair. Oh. Nice. All right, we're moving on to our pink toad, uh, Dolores <laughs> Umbridge. Uh, Dolores was a Slytherin. Yeah, that's right. Unsurprising. Um, she would maybe surprise you to know again, all of this is Harry Potter wiki. Um, has a muggle mother and a squib brother. Apparently all these people have squib siblings. Very common. Mm. So a <laughs> uh, wizard, wizard father, wizard father. Okay. Yes. And apparently the father and Umbridge herself, like treated the, like her mom and brother, like so horribly that they just up and left before she was like the age of 15. 
they were just like, fuck this, fuck you, I'm out. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow. So uh, they left. Um, and then from once they left, um, essentially the she and her father had an agreement to pretend that they were both, like that she was a pureblood for the rest wow. of her life. Um, she hated Hogwarts while she was there. Um, she didn't shine. Slughorn hated her. Um, so he didn't lift her up the way that he lifted up a lot of other people. Um, so that, and I believe all of that because a Slughorn says that she was like a vacuous woman. Like he hated her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, it makes sense why she hates all of the students. Cause she, nobody was particularly kind to her while she was there. Um, cause she was also like kind of the worst. A right. Cunt. So like, yeah, yeah it sounds like it. Like, she didn't shine at Hogwarts, so she didn't like it there. Um, by the time she graduated and moved into the ministry, she was like really opportunistic and um, like very power hungry. So she rose through the ranks really quickly. Um, I could just picture her like tattling on other students and the yeah. professors being like, get on with it. Right. Fuck. I don't care. Five points yeah. from Gryffindor. I don't yeah. <laughs> like, God, get out of here. Um, yeah. And we know about Umbridge. We've talked about her at length. Um, for bad detentions. Um, she's oh, she's yeah. a bad, bad lady. Um, we don't really need to keep talking about her much. Um, yeah. Nazi. We, um, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. um, cause we don't talk about the book that must not be named. Um, <laughs> she, uh, was imprisoned in Azkaban for her crimes against Muggleborns, uh, by Kingsley Shacklebolt. And there she is to this day. Hmm. Good. Yeah. Do you think she decorated her cell? Oh God. She probably loves it there. She probably does. (laughs) Like she and the Dementors, if they're still the guards, I don't know what happened to the Dementors. Um, Eric, Eric and Todd. Yeah. Eric and Todd. They're on a budget cruise. The Caribbean. (laughs) Um, So yeah, she loves Eric and Todd. She likes it at Azkaban. That's where they hang out. Um, But uh, Dolores, um, is speculated to come from um, the Spanish word dolor, um, which means pain, um, and umbrage from um, umbrage, 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 um, which means like um, to cause offense and harm. Brilliant. All of those tracks. Um, nice. Yeah, that's Dolores Umbridge. Cool. Yeah. I never knew anything about her backstory. And I like knowing it. I, I know. And I yeah. but like, these are the kinds of like backstory things that I like think are kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm fine with it. I like knowing her backstory because she's the one backstory that I don't feel sympathy for her. No, I was like, oh, she all. was always the fucking worst. But she was always mm-hmm. awful. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So unkind to her mother and brother that they literally abandoned her. Um. And like convinced her father essentially to like go into early retirement so that they could fake that she was a pureblood. Oh my God. So she never actually came out as pro Voldemort, right? She just kind of capitalized on the climate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. She like plays her cards close to her chest. Damn. Yeah. Um, Our technically last defense against the dark arts teacher is Severus Snape. Um, Severus Snape in book six. Um, we know all about Snape. We talk about him a lot. Yeah, we're a hundred percent going to do a Snape deep dive. Yeah. So we, we don't have to cover talk it too about much. Snape very much. Um, we know that Snape is the first time that Harry does not feel very good at defense, defensive magic. Um, cause it's all nonverbal spells. And we know that he's just not very strong of the mind. Um, you know what? His, he's not, he's not that. No. The thing. Um, and also in his defense, he does have Voldemort, like constantly just like digging around in there. 
Um, so that's like tough, I guess. Yeah. Um, we don't know if that's why he's not so strong of the mind with Aquamancy and things like that, but that's probably why. He's um, also, he's a dummy as well. Yeah. I think that doesn't yeah. help. Yeah. And like, hard to say if Snape's actually a good professor. Um, cause like nobody seems to excel with Snape. Um, like Hermione seems to excel simply because she's good at things. Um, mm-hmm. like she I... kind of seems to excel in spite of him. Uh, he's, he's clearly a brilliant person. I don't think he's a good teacher. I don't think he's a great teacher yes. because he doesn't, uh, we have no proof that he's a good teacher as mm. you've said. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think that he is. Um, I think that he is like one of the more brilliant wizards that we see throughout the series. Um, and that's like indisputable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that he's not a very good teacher and he shouldn't work at Hogwarts. No. And he's, I mean, he's kind of only a teacher because Dumbledore wants to keep him close. Correct. Yeah. Which isn't a good reason to hire someone. No. No. Well, it panned out. Sort of. <laughs> Not for the students. Except oh, for all of say, the students he traumatized. Except for all of the hundreds Died. of students. You're right. Um, but You're yeah, right. that's Snape. Snape. Um, we're Severus not going to talk Snape. much about Amicus Caro because I just don't care. Um, and he was a he was a dark arts teacher, not a defense against the dark arts teacher. So I don't really care about him. Um, didn't even look up his etymology. Just like didn't care. Um, but said, I, do, do you know anything about what that class looked like? Or Caleb, uh, yes. what that looks like when they he taught it? Yeah, so that class, um, and this is just from memory, um, it was basically like uh, they actually taught um, the unforgivable curses, not just like mm-hmm. learned about them. Like, like use class, them, right? They like were taught how to use them. Um, and then um, they use them as like punishment um, so that the other students would use what they learned in class against other students for detentions. I do remember that now because like Neville had talked about it be, mm-hmm. like the cruciatus curse being used on right, him because neville mm-hmm. because neville refused to use it on like a first year student mm-hmm. yep okay. um so yeah basically just like they're teach they're just teaching just like shitty dark magic they're not even teaching cool dark magic they're just teaching like the shitty kind of dark magic that like everybody knows about i love that he was appointed while the curse was still active so he must have been the curse if it oh. is real like so he must have been just like an expendable oh yeah i don't of, think that oh yeah work about any of his not a general yeah. yeah um i picture that um amicus and electo and this is specifically a reference for sean and other people who have watched the boys um i picture them as those like kind of bumbling idiot twins the twins like, have yeah, a little we... bit of a questionable relationship like you're not really sure if it's sexual or if it is like <laughs> no that's it... exact that's exactly how i picture them yeah. too yeah, that's that's how I pictured them. But like They're the Herogasm twins. Correct. Yeah, like yeah. that that brother and sister duo. Yes. Um, and that's kind of what I picture with Amicus and Electo. Um, yeah. So uh, that's it. That's Weird. all I wanted to say about them. Um, oh, yeah. And then I wanted to give two honorable mentions. Um, the first is Galatea Merrythought. Um, Galatea Merrythought is the professor when Voldemort was a student. Um, she was the professor who was, um, retiring, I think when Voldemort was trying to get her job the first time. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. um, and, but when Dippet was like, no, 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 you're a, ti- you're a tiny baby. You can't work here. Um, and he was like, oh, fine. Um, 
And, but she was also likely the professor of like the Defense Against the Dark Arts professor for of Dumbledore and like Elpheus Doge and Slughorn and Newt's Commander and a lot of those like wow. at least skilled wizards. So like- That's very cool. Yeah. So Galatea, Mary thought. Um, and then we're moving on to Albus per- Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore himself. Now, I forgot, he was Defense Against the Dark Arts? According to Fantastic Beasts, um, which I yeah. vehemently deny. I thought he was Transfiguration. He was. And that's stated, like that's canon. Um, right, because I thought like in, in the second Mary one. thought is specifically the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. It's mentioned explicitly in the books, which means that Dumbledore was not. Right, and when you're in, um, in uh, Chamber of Secrets, when you're in the diary, doesn't like Tom say something about like Dumbledore being the transfiguration teacher right like maybe like he's like the old transfiguration teacher it's like oh, yeah me. like never annoyingly close eye on me like blah 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 blah, whatever um but we know specifically that she was the defense against the dark arts teacher and that Dumbledore was not so um I vehemently deny that um hot Jude Law Dumbledore was the defense against the dark arts teacher and was in fact just the transfiguration teacher yeah yeah that's definitely wrong so I only bring that up because I hate it this is an episode of Beef Corner. Also, that's like, that's so, <laughs> that's so easy to check. Like, what is, that's such a sloppy. Correct. Like, yep. misstep. And they think that they can do that to us. Right. The like adult fans who are right. rabid about this. Right, right, right. Like, as soon as Lisa said that, we were like, that's not right. Like, yep. my knee-jerk reaction was like, that's wrong. So but how did that get through? Hot Jude Law Dumbledore. Was the defense against the dark arts teacher? That's not true. Oh, I agree with you. It's not. It's absolutely not true. He was the uh, hot transfiguration is... teacher. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that concludes uh, Lisa's beef corner. I love And then we corner. say, give us the au jus. And, and then you give us, and then you tell us what your beef is. Do you fucking hear my cat? I do. Helen is fucking so screaming. vocal. He's he fucking screaming. started doing this thing. I had to Google it because I was like, what the fuck's gone, going on? Does he have like stomach cancer? It's called caterwauling. It's the cross between a cry and a yowl. Like a caterwauling and he, charm. And he, yeah, yeah. I was like, I knew I heard this before. He does it until I pet him. He's like, bitch, now. Dang, that's really annoying fuck for you. Off. If he really has cancer, I'll be sad, but like... <laughs> I mean, but like, uh, still annoying. It's been nine years. Get on with uh, it. Uh, <laughs> very funny. Um, but yeah, that is uh, that is my rundown of the Hogwarts professors. Now, Chef's kiss, Lisa. I Wonderful, personally Lisa. think that we should rank them. Okay. All I, right, uh, bitches. We should do it not individually. I think we should to the death. We'll be here agree. till midnight. All right. Who is Chef our? Uh, who is our? We're only gonna do six because. Uh, fucking twins i don't care about them okay um, you know let's let's not should we do snape yeah, yeah i guess we yeah. should no you're we right should. you're right let's start with number six who's our least favorite and again not who's the worst teacher who's our least favorite and i know who i would put in my six uh it i mean it's got to be umbridge no it's quarrel he's the least it's, interesting he's uh he what is are the, the rules okay sorry so at least uh, we're ranking the professors not how good of a job they do as a professor but like mm. favorite content, right? Like Fine. content, right? So what I'm putting in my, so like I'm putting, for example, I'm putting in my sixth slot, Coral, because he's boring. Okay. 
I will accept oh. that. I would probably put Umbridge as my least favorite because I hate her, but I, Ew, I respect but like, your reasoning. What a what an emotional response she elicits, though. Uh, she certainly motivates the students to pursue the subject outside of class, but I think she sucked ass and she was teaching them like well, no, I'm third not saying, and fourth year again, shit. This isn't what I'm saying. Like, the content. No, the content I think sucked ass. She was Hermione was like, uh, we already learned like the basics of wand bullshit. Sorry, like, book content, not the actual oh, content of the curriculum. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, Hurt. so that's why I would put Quirrell in my number six slot because I just think he's kind of boring. He's like not that compelling of a character. Hurt. Okay. Okay. And that's because and this is where it gets challenging. I'm honestly just waiting for you to lead this because I don't quite understand your um, criteria. Oh, okay. So wait, wait, wait. I, no, I, I want to understand. It to easier criteria. I no, do. No, 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 I do no, no, understand no, no. your criteria. I understand your criteria. Lead me. I do. I want to. I do think Umbridge goes next. I would agree. For me, I agree. I think so too. I think that she, like. Yeah, I think that she's just like she's she's almost too mean. Yeah, she's like not fun. Yeah, she's not yeah. fun at all. Yeah. Um, which is then why I would put Snape next. I because agree. as a professor of the defense against the dark arts, he's not very fun. No, we don't actually get a gotcha. lot of him. Yeah, no, like we, we don't. Like as a as a professor overall, obviously he's fascinating he would be super yeah. high at the top for me but specifically in this subject like I really can't think of anything stand out in his classes nope. mm. I agree yeah like he's just like fine whatever he's just kind of like we've got other Snape shit going on and, and this and it yeah, yeah I agree yeah now I understand what we're talking about okay mm. so that leaves us with Barty Crouch uh Lupin and Gilderoy Lockhart and it's tough. That's tough. It's I have, tough. It's easy to me. Okay, go for it. Lupin number one. Okay. Barty Crouch Jr. Lockhart. But so, I understand you two are very pro Lockhart. I'm very Again, pro, pro I'm very pro, pro Lockhart. Lockhart is tough to say. I um, I say it. I'll own it's that. just so funny. Like I know, and and his character is like written for children. Like he, like his character is like it matches the tone of the book in a way that's like better than the other ones. And You're and right. specifically, he matches the tone of those early books that I yeah. really love. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, I I think he is again like as we just said. Um, there are changes I would make to his character to be like more interesting in the long run. But for the kind of like silliness of the early books, I, I think he's he's so perfect. Like for the Valentine's Day scene alone. Oh, it's so good. Like, God, he's just so ridiculous. And like uh, his audiobook rendering is so fucking funny. The way Jim Dale does it, too, is like Harry, 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 Harry. It's just like it's absurd. Oh, he, and he's like, he also. He has- the detentions that you have to sign my autographs and like mail my fan letters. That is very funny. That's good. It's like I, 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 I would put, I would put Gilderoy in my number two slot. 
walking okay. in. I, res- I respect it. And I don't really know where I would put Barney Crouch or Lupin. And I know that's a weird one because it's like those are two totally different seats. But I think that I don't know. So this so this is actually where I think um the kind of like uh, parameters of this list start getting a little fuzzy because there is to me a difference of like, who's my favorite defense against the dark arts teacher? It's it's Lupin. No, it's Gilderoy. Oh, it's Barney Crouch. It's Gilderoy. My favorite as a oh, reader is Gilderoy. Who do I think is the best teacher mm. in terms of the content? It's Barty Crouch by a mile. Wow. So those okay, are two, yeah, those are right. two different things. That's true. Okay, sticking with the original brief that I laid out, um, I would put Gilderoy in my number one slot. Then probably, then I would be confused about Lupin because I do love Lupin. Um, I don't. I don't really like Lupin that much. Great. I do. I do like him. I think he's a good he's teacher. Like, I just don't think he was as good as Barney yeah. Crouch Jr. I know. I think Barney Crouch Jr. was Crouch irresponsible. Lupin. Well, that's what made him fun. I know, but as a teacher, it's like that's as a reader, I enjoyed reading more about Barty Crouch than I did enjoy reading about Lupin. But I I also really enjoyed reading Lupin's teacher scenes, which is why I waffle between those two because, like, the Bogart the Bogart scene in particular is like so fun. It is so good. Hearing about them like talking about the excitement of the final also very Mm -hmm. fun. You know, so like, I think even though, yes, Lupin is like objectively like an extremely good teacher, he's also like a compelling character and like fun to read about. Like it was fun to read mm. about somebody being good at their job. Also, the the Lupin yeah. of the third book, I actually like a lot. The reason I don't love Lupin as a character is because I, I don't love really love where his arc goes. Yeah, um, I would agree. But if you were to like look at it in a vacuum of just like Lupin as a defense against the dark arts teacher, I like him much more. Yeah. So I think I'm going to stick with my rankings as Gilderoy, because he's just absurd and he's so fun to read about. Uh, Lupin, Barty Crouch, Snape, Umbridge Girl. So in defense of Moody as my second, and I don't expect either of you to change your rankings. I really like how he like acknowledges that there's a war going on and it breaks through that like candy coating of Hogwarts um and he treats the students like adults and like brings them into reality and shows them dangerous shit meanwhile he's highly unethical like teaching them things uh, above what they're equipped to deal with and then doing I mean he proves that they're not above what they're equipped to deal with right like Lupin also does that when he teaches Harry how to cast a Patronus at the age of 13, right? That's true. Most adult wizards don't ever learn how to do that. And this 13-year-old yeah. is yeah, there, also, there's, over here charging people down with ghost stags. There's no rules at Hogwarts Yeah, that's, for can, this we, type yeah, of thing. There's no rules. We know this. This we know. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, I respect your rankings. <laughs> well, Honestly, you- all right help me out here i don't like lockhart i don't understand like i know you guys love him. okay i love is love is love is a strong word i, I love him you take I joy take, from him i take so reading the books lockhart was just so fucking funny like he's so stupid yeah right so like i i enjoyed his i like his character i think that his character is very interesting yeah. Um, 
And I like, yeah, I just, I enjoyed all of Lockhart's interactions with Harry. I liked Mm -hmm. the way that he um, is so wildly unself-aware. Like- That's a good way of putting that. (laughs) Yeah, like I, for that reason, I enjoy his character, right? Like as a teacher, he's totally ineffective. The way he- the way we got to see the other teachers react to his presence also exceptional excellent felt like a great trust building thing between the child reader and like the adults Mm -hmm. in the in the school Mm -hmm. yeah that was like very I don't know that was funny right exactly because you got to like you you felt like the adults Mm -hmm. reading that book right because you were like this guy's insane right and then McGonagall and you're like oh I have the same opinions as McGonagall yeah okay and he oh, um cool. he occupies a space alongside of uh like a Rita Skeeter or a Trelawney where they're mm-hmm. just like they're so out there and she did not have the need or the responsibility to um make them into more serious or dynamic characters so they could just be kind of ridiculous and fun. and fun yeah um and I that is something I we don't get a ton of those characters just because of the way the books get darker as they go on and these characters become more and more important that I do think I I treasure those few characters that get to just be kind of ridiculous yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. question about Lockhart so this is a discussion in the fandom did Dumbledore appoint him so that he would be revealed as a fraud or why do you think he was appointed Uh, no he was appointed because he was the only one applied yeah, oh, I, think he he appla- sa- I think he says that. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He was appointed because he was truly amazing. the only one who applied. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, well, Dumbledore had that to, up. Yeah, Dumbledore had to like force Lupin to take the job. Wow. And so that so that actually supports this idea of a curse, where it's like this is happening for so long that they're really struggling to get people in. Thirty years. Yeah. Yeah, because hmm. nobody so wants yeah. the post anymore. Um, except so, like, Snape Snape's like I'm right here I am asking for it yeah and I mean, Dumbledore was like it's not my time to slaughter you like a calf yet <laughs> pretty much it's next year <laughs> well and like and even the students at that point make a joke right when when Lupin signs on or when Snape signs on to be the mm-hmm. defense against the dark arts teacher they're like well the good news is we won't have him as a teacher next year mm-hmm. and Hermione's like that doesn't mean that he won't be here he just might be the potions master again oh interesting. i also would like to talk about this is totally off the rails but how there's like the transfiguration <laughs> professor the defense against the dark arts professor the charms professor but there's a the potions, potions master, master. Ooh. hot, <laughs> <laughs> hot. <laughs> like like what like do you think that the potions master like has always had that title or do you think Snape is like i'm snipe the potions <laughs> master and everybody's like okay yeah probably (laughs) like sure whatever you fucking weirdo go for it good for him yeah he loves his dungeon the potion i mean he stays there he doesn't change offices his office stays in the dungeon oh yeah no i just mean master dungeon that's all no that's what i mean like he just like that's what he likes he likes it good for him he's a freak Next episode, let's talk about Snape. Okay, great. Is it, um, is, is we, the next... we do need to do a Snape episode. I mean, that is a let's actually go. a fascinating character yeah. study. I'm here for I'm here for a Snape episode. Okay. Okay. 
Cool. Great. All, All right. right, we should get out of here before we start. Uh, oh yeah, dragging so people into the Snape episode. Snape episode. <laughs> Doing it. Uh, we're just changing the entire episode. It's now a Snape episode. Uh, good luck, team. Oh, good luck. <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I got it. I just drank a fifteen percent alcohol uh, cocktail made of milk, uh, butane, and milk. <laughs> and it does look like it's sold in like a like a Christmas ball. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. anyway. Buzz ball. It's a buzz ball. Women Female owned. owned. Get it. Women Female owned. owned. Get, go get, get it. it. Get a buzz ball. Um, all, right. all right. Thanks, everybody. If uh, you <laughs> would like to uh, email us, because oh. um, you, like Snape, also hate yourself, um, you can reach out to us at watchyourharrypod at gmail.com gmail.com or you can message us on instagram which we're also pretty bad at checking but we're more likely to check and ignore um at watch your harry podcast on insta um if you have any requests for episodes in the future send them our way we want to hear about them um and yeah thanks for sticking uh, on for two years team thank yeah. you thank you guys Bye. Bye. The Watcher Harry podcast is hosted by me, Sean Fitzpatrick, Lisa Moen, and Caleb Kelleher. Our editing is done by me, Sean Fitzpatrick, and our theme music is Dance Macabre Busy Strings by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. It's licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.